Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. This is praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us uh, for, your st- for the study of the Word. And here we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. We did the Old Testament. If you haven't been able to check out the podcast we've done, you can find them on all our podcast channels like Podbean. And uh, you can also visit our website and I believe you will be blessed. And uh, we are handling the book of Matthew. It's an interesting book. It's a, these are books uh, that I regard as key for a Christian, anybody who believes in Christ, because these are the words of Christ himself. And this is what he speaks to us. And we pick lessons from there. And if, by the way, if we live just by what he says in these books, then it is okay. It is enough. Yeah, because he speaks to you like he wants you to live. He speaks to us in the way that he wants us to live. And we've done five chapters of the book of Matthew. Today I want us to continue with chapter 6 of this book. And it starts by saying, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise you will have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. This is very specific, yeah, because uh, I don't want somebody to go out saying uh, they've warned us on being righteous. No, this is not what Jesus is implying. He's saying, if you're practicing righteousness before men, there's, a, there's something there he adds for a reason of being noticed by them. Yeah, that is where the problem is. So it's not about the righteousness of living a holy life, yeah, that beware, don't do that. No. It's not about the righteousness of uh, helping the needy. No, that's not it. The question here, or the wh- what is tagged to it as a condition, is if there is an element to be noticed by people. That I want people to see me that I'm doing this. I want people to see me that I'm the most righteous of all. Now, the acts that they're talking about here, that are also going to come in the verses that follow, yeah, are very well known. Practicing righteousness. What are these acts of righteousness that they're talking about here in which you should be cautious? One is giving, yeah, and that we will see as he's talking about here because giving is a, giving is a, a practice of righteousness, yeah. Then you have praying. Praying is also an, an act or practice of righteousness. Then you also have fasting and these three giving praying and fasting he comes on to talk about in detail as we follow through in this chapter but he's saying if you're praying to be noticed by men you have no reward beware of that if you're giving to be noticed by men beware of that you will have no reward with your father in heaven if you're fasting to be noticed by men then beware that is what he starts with yeah, he sums up what he's going to talk about and all that is summed up in practices of righteousness. 
if I do something that I am being noticed by men, then that's the problem. That is something we have to be careful about. Friends, it it is to many satisfactory or it brings a high level of content and satisfaction when people see you and people praise you for what you've done. But whenever that praise comes, and it was intentional that whatever I did, I did it so that people see that clearly that is a man of God. Then, there is no reward. It's Jesus who's speaking here. There is no reward. And when we're talking rewards, uh, we are not just talking about the reward of eternal life. No, we are also talking about the the, the reward here on earth. Because for everything we do, for everything I do, there is a reward attached to it. God will reward you for every action that you take. Verse 2, he starts to break down now the issue of these three practices that we've talked about, giving, praying, and fasting. He starts by talking about giving. And he says, so when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be honored by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. (laughs) Now, if it's time to give to somebody, specifically here they're talking about the poor, he's saying, do not sound a trumpet. Of course, this does not imply that uh, it's a physical trumpet that somebody is blowing, no. But we know that when you're talking about sounding a trumpet, you're letting it be known by everybody because that's what the trumpet does. When a trumpet is blown, everybody shall know. Yeah, there is a sound they will know that that's a trumpet. Now, that's what he's saying, that if you're giving to someone, do not tell tell everybody. You know, I helped that person. That person had no food, and I bought for them food. Did you really help them? Jesus is saying, you will get your reward in full. Now, that's a very interesting uh, way they say that you will get your reward in full. This is not implying that you're, you're getting a good reward. But in full... If it is a reward worthy of the decision you made that is not right, then you get it in full dose. Hmm? If it is punishment that is the reward you're getting, you get it in full dose. That's what it implies here. So, if you have helped people, if you're giving to people, you don't have to say it everywhere. Because that is something, you just think about it. If people give to you and they go out saying it everywhere, how they've helped you, how would you feel? And that is uh, uh, something that you need to to understand. It's different when you've helped somebody and then that person goes out and speaks about how you helped them and speaks about how you paid their school fees and speaks about how you've been so generous, you've paid for them their house rent or you've given them something, or you've bought for them food. It's different, and we need to get the context of that. If it is somebody else speaking about what they have done for them, there is no problem with that. But if it is me, the giver, sounding the trumpet, letting everybody know how I'm so generous, how I'm so loving, how I'm filled with the spirit that I help the needy, then there's a question mark. And that's what Jesus here is addressing. Do not sound the trumpet. Reason 
it's hypocrites who do that. And where do they do it from? They do it in the churches. Because the synagogues here where their places of worship now channel it to the to where we are right now. We have hypocrites in churches as well. And when people are out there sounding their trumpet of how good they've been, of how great they've practiced this act of righteousness specifically in giving, then there is a connection between that person and a hypocrite. The teachings of Jesus are interesting. They make it plain. And how, why I love them is there is no context that is hidden. When Jesus says something, it is plain and clear. You don't have to think a lot about it. It's plain language. Here, for somebody who brags about their giving, they are connected or similar to a hypocrite. And they will stand in the church and brag about how I gave a car. It's good to give the car to somebody, but let that person come out and praise God. And if they feel the need, let them speak about you being the one who gave it. And this is Jesus was saying, do not sound your trumpet. Do not sound your trumpet about that which you've done. And he goes on in verse 10 and says, when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving will be in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. <laughs> that is tough. Friends, that is tough because what he's saying here is your left hand should not know what your right hand is doing. This is part and parcel. These are all on the same body. But if it's on the same body and Jesus is being even much more direct here and he's saying these hands, your left hand should not know what your right hand is doing. That is hard. Because they move together, everything they do. And this is, if, if, if reference is given to hands, that hands should not know. For us, we are beyond hands. Hands know, the, every part of your body knows what you've done. And now, even everybody that is not even part of your body knows that you have given to somebody who had no supper. And we have all those sorts of people. And it never ends. You will always remind somebody of what you did for them, of the shirt you gave them. Year after year, you even go ahead and ask, you no longer put on that shirt. Is it still fine? Or even when they are putting on the dress, you come out, ha, but now this dress that I gave you, you don't put it on very well. You know, when you're putting it on, you need to pull this part. Why? By that time, the left hand not only knows what the right hand has done, but even has all the details of the right hand and how it's made and how it looks and what it did. And Jesus is just telling us, let it be secret. What does it hurt for you to give something in secret? And it doesn't matter whether whatever you're giving is small or big, even if it is something big, so huge that you've given. He's saying, do it in secret. Give to those who need in secret. You don't have to get out and speak about what you've done. Let the testimony come out. And when here he's saying, your father sees what you do in secret and will reward you. When God is rewarding, he rewards in the open. You, you just leave it to God. He's the one who will come out and speak that you gave out a car. 
And that is a message that God would love to be sent out, not by your own lips. And this is a trial for all of us. This is something that we receive, all of us, that we need to work on because sometimes we give and don't let go. You give and still follow up. You have a record of the things you've given. Some some of us even have books where we write that on this day, of this month, of this year, I gave so and so my shoe. You even still call it your shoe. So it hasn't gone. It hasn't left you. It still belongs to you. Jesus says here that give in secret. Give in secret. Give in secret. Not everybody has to know what you've done. And now it brings a very interesting topic for us of charity. Charity organizations, uh, churches as well. Uh, charity events that we do or giving programs that we have. And then after I have given, I take photos of those that I'm giving, the poor, those who have nothing, I take their photos. Then I put them on my website to show you that I have given. So that you who have given can even show me uh, more grace or mercy, whatever I'm looking for, so that you give me more money to give those that you've seen in the photos. Give in secret. How does it feel for the person you've given? And their face is all over the internet or social media, and you're handing over a bag of rice. I'm not saying these are bad acts we do, but if we give the rice and don't take photos, what does that kill with the act we've done? People will still know, your father will still reward you, because eventually what we are looking for is the reward of the Father. And here he's saying, do not let your right hand know, your left hand know what your right hand has done. If we are doing a campaign to give people who are in trouble or who are in need, and we are handing over bags of rice or bags of of sugar to them, by the time the left hand should not know, if I plant it on social media, the entire body has known. Not only the entire body, but even the bodies of others have known what you've done. And however hard it is, go out there and give to the needy and give to the people who are in in terrible situations and you do not post it and see if God will not bless you and see if God will not even let it be known. Because now the different thing that will happen after you've given all those bags of rice, the people or the community in which you've given or served shall praise the Father and they shall start to talk about how people came from that church and they blessed us. How a certain young man or young woman came and they bought for me uh, groceries and they brought it home and they did not take photos of me and they are talking about it. They may even be speaking about it on their village where they stay, but still it's being known. Yeah, for me, I may want for it to be known across the entire planet that I did it. But even if it doesn't get known, but it's the neighbors who see and they say there is a God in heaven, because there are people who came, they drove long distances and came and gave this family necessities and prayed for them, and there was fellowship. And that is glory and honor to God that is impeccable. And for me to get out there and I'm praising myself and I'm speaking of how much I've done, 
for people and how much our giving program has blessed nations and how much you should bring more, give more, send more donations so that we also give these people you see here on the screen, these people that we've posted that are so badly in need. And the, the, the sad thing is when we are making such programs, we get people's photos in their deepest of needs. Somebody doesn't look good, dirty, messed up, bones on top, malnourished. And the ones they are the ones we post and say these are the people that we want to help. So send. And then we will take photos of them after. And just think about it. What if it is you that is going around that they've given you? And I know for a fact that many of us do not want to be exposed as having been given something. Many of us do not want people who give us things to talk and they come back year after year reminding you of what they gave you. So if you do not want that, why do you do it to others? Jesus says, give in secret. Nobody needs to know what you have done. Nobody needs to know how much you've given. Nobody needs to know how much you've been so loving and all that. It's God in heaven who sees that. And when he sees that, he will bless you. When he sees that, he will bless you. And uh, this is very key for us. This is very key for us. This is very important for us. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God will see what you've done. God will see how much you've helped people. God will see the passion that you've shown. God will see and he will reward it. It does not have to be in the open. Of course, the conditions here are... are very important that you do it to be noticed by people. You do it to be honored by men. And there are people who are genuine and they'll put their images there that they've helped people. And it's not because they want people to notice them or people to honor them because of what they've done. But Jesus here just says, do it in secret. Yeah, you, your intentions are good, but you do not know how far your intentions might, might pull you. You might start by doing it out of a good heart that you don't want to be noticed or honored by people because of the giving acts you've done, but you don't know where it's going to build up in the end. So it's better you do not start it. And there are very many ministries that run on giving and helping the needy. And we thank God for those ministries, but also we need to reconsider and get back and read and see what the scripture say. It is very hard, by the way, to do. It's very, very, very hard for you to do. But still, that's what Jesus tells us. Verse 5, now he goes on to another part. When you pray, this is another act of righteousness. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites. I don't know why, but Jesus keeps referring to hypocrites. Yeah? For they love, and by the way, he's not giving hypocrites anywhere. He, give, he gives the example of hypocrites in the church, in the synagogues. In the center of worship, that is where they are. That is where you find them. So he says, when you pray, 
you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, reason, so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they will have their reward in full. He's also telling them that they want everybody to know that they are prayerful. They want everybody to know that they are prayer warriors. They want everybody to know that they are the mightiest of all when it comes to prayer. And they even come out and start to say, uh, for us who pray for you, you don't pray. Uh, that is very common. And people will start to judge one another about their prayer life. Yeah? For me, I'm always there. I'm always there for the evening prayer. I'm always there. I'm, I'm always standing and praying. And I, uh, my voice comes out loudest during the time of prayer, so I am a prayerful person. This is the warning here. That is the warning here. You're not doing it to be seen by men. You're not doing it to be seen by men that, ha, you have a spirit of prayer. You can pray for five hours nonstop. Doing it to be seen by men. That's not what Jesus wants. That's not what Jesus recommends. He wants something else from us. And we shall, we shall see that shortly. But how many times do we pray so that we are seen? How many times do we pray so that people we want people to notice the spirit of prayer that is upon you, the gift of prayer that ha, when that guy starts to pray, things move. When that guy starts to pray, we feel the room shake. And then that brings pride in your life that you feel they need to see you. And there's something else here that I need to bring in this context. Prayer or going to pray so that they see you. Many of us go to church on Sunday so that they may know you attended. You do not go to pray so that they see that you've come to pray. Because there is no difference between you and these hypocrites that Jesus is talking about here. You do not do it. And you, you say, ha, if I don't go today and the pastor does not see me, then I have not prayed. So you go to church to pray so that you are seen by men. Because the pastor is a man. However much there is an anointing upon them. Yes, they are still men. You go to church because uh, when you don't go, they, they will start calling you through the week saying that you did not pray. You did not pray. You did not pray. Because we regard that if, uh, prayer only happens in the context of that auditorium. That if you don't go to that church, then you have not prayed. And Jesus here adds and says, but you, now he's giving instructions on prayer, on how we should pray. Huh? But you, when you pray, Go into your inner room. He's giving us a, a, a very interesting issue of how to deal with prayer. Because, uh, by the way, the, the problem is not public prayer. No, it's not public prayer. The, that's not the problem here. He's not saying that don't get times to have prayer as a group or in public that you do it together. No, but it's the motive. Yeah? The motives that are directed towards other people, other than God, that we are doing this communion or this fellowship so that we are seen to be doing acts of righteousness, so that we are seen to be active in ministry, that you do it with a motive of pleasing others. Yeah, And synagogues, of course, uh, we, we don't know in the past that they would recite prayer or do things uh, publicly and pray 
in general or have something to follow or words to say together. But Jesus here is being specific on when you pray. Go into your inner room. It doesn't stop there. He says, close your door. Huh? This is the process. Get into your room. Now, if you even have an inner room within the house you live in, open that room, enter that room, close your door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you're in that room, nobody knows that you're there. No church flock or friends or whatever it is knows that you're there. It is secret. Nobody knows the time you woke up to enter that room to pray. It is secret. Nobody has a clue on whether you're praying right now or not. It is in secret. It is only your father who knows. And Jesus is saying, pray to your father who is in secret. Why is he saying that pray to your father who is in secret? Because as far as your relationship with God is concerned, it is personal. It's not public. Yes, there's a public show that may happen to show uh, or to have the public fellowship. But your relationship, the place you hear God most is in private. When you sit in your inner room and you're talking to God and you're speaking to him and you're letting him speak to you as well and listening to him, there is nothing stronger than that. And that is where communion happens. That is where fellowship happens. Because your God, your Father is in secret. He wants to sit down with you and you start to chat. And that you do in that inner room. Now, this can cause a lot of discussion. Does it imply that we should not get out in public meetings? No. But what Jesus instructs us here to say, he's not saying that don't get out in public meetings. No, he doesn't say that because he held them to. But he is telling us here that if you need to find that father in secret and he answers prayers in, in, in the secret, that which is done in secret, that is where he starts to answer prayer. Those desires that I have, those things that I've called on for God to do for me over the years, and I'm praying, I'm saying, God, help me reach this, help me achieve this this year. I need to do that in that room shut. Because, by the way, that is where God can start to even deal with your life personally. And he starts to tell you, but you know what, Alex? There's this life you live. There's this act you do. There's this way you look at people. There's this way you talk to people. And there that is genuine because there is no pretense. It is you two in the room. God and you. And then he starts to bring it out plain. And you can start. And these are moments that are priceless. A time alone with God is priceless. And personally, that is a time I love and I long for. Because he will expose everything in your heart that you need to change. He's the one who will tell you, you need to do this. You need to take back what you stole. And there is nothing else in the room to distract you. You know that I'm talking to God. And in that moment, in that communion, in that fellowship with him, 
is where you direct life. Is where you stab- stabilize life. Is where you get things back in order. Is where now you even start to ask and say, God, I need this. God, I need to achieve this. You start to chat. I need this to happen because if it comes, I'll be able to achieve this. You start a discussion. In that point or in that room is where God answers prayer. And here he says, do not go to be seen by men. When you pray, get into your inner room. And uh, all these philosophies and words and thoughts we have that it is in this particular place that God answers prayer. Oh, when you go to this church and pray, then answers will come. Then you'll be blessed. Yes, I'm not saying that doesn't work. It's possible. But also Jesus here tells us of a place where prayers are answered. And he gives it to us in his word. He's, he has not said in the church. Though in the church the prayers get answered. He's saying, go into your room. Close your door and pray to your father. That prayer will be so genuine. Because there is no, no, no showbiz that uh, our pastor is not seeing me praying well. No, there's no showbiz there. You are genuine. You are opening up your heart. And that's what Jesus is saying. In this context, he said, don't be like those who want to go and show off that they know how to pray and that they pray. But rather, go, close your door and pray. This is Jesus who says, it's not I. And uh, may give us, God give us the grace. Father, we pray. May you give us the ability to do this which you say in your word. And forget everything else and forget the showbiz. But do that according to your word. Because Lord, we know that if we do that, you will come out and answer our prayer. Because you're the Lord who meets us in secret. And you're the Lord who rewards us in secret. And you even come out and give that reward out in full so that people will see that which you do for us. We exalt you. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the world of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, bibleindepth.com.